Hey guys, welcome to the Be Spoke Podcast. I'm your host, Ellie B. Join us as we enter into the world of inspiring unions, over-the-top weddings and celebrations, interviews with novice and veteran business owners as they embark on their journey from business plan to business success. And of course, a little bit of the day-to-day ramblings in our industry. Let's go on an adventure together that will leave you wanting to discuss your business plan one minute and toast into the good life the next. Ready? Come on, guys, let's dive in. Daryl Moore is a creative mastermind behind Deconcierge Houston's premier wedding planning firm. Deconcierge not only dedicates meticulous attention to every detail, but he also provides a personalized platform for open communication and care while catering to wedding specifications, ensuring a reflection of personal style with elegance and grandeur. Daryl's talents and beautifully designed celebrations have been featured on the pages of the Bee Collective, Monolucci Bridal, Weddings in Houston, Modern Luxury Houston, The Knot, Black Enterprise, just to name a few. Even with those major compliments, she's just getting started. Hey guys, we are so, so, so excited to introduce my first male guest on the Facebook podcast, my brother, Daryl. From Deconcier. Did I say it right? Did, it, did it have yeah, a little French? Right. Is that like, yes. You would think I took a French class or stuff. I was like, oh, that sounds so fancy. And we are just here chit-chatting today. You know, when I say he's my brother, he's not my brother in my head. That's my brother. Like, you call me, I'm on a flight. Like, unless it's like $500 because Houston can't get up there. But, you know, I've watched you. I, I, we can go back in our story and talk about how we met. We'll save that for another day. But I think we've been really close. What are we in 2020? At least eight to nine years, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we yeah. met through, I think we were at a Munaluchi event. I think we definitely met through Munaluchi. Um, and we just became fast, genuine friends. And that's one thing I love about our relationship. We can always be on each other's mind and get a random text to say, hey, sis, how you doing? Just checking in. So. I love and appreciate you and I appreciate you being here and sharing with our guests because you have so much knowledge and so much grace. Every time I think about you, it's like, I said before, Tarek is my person. Like if I'm about to go to jail or I'm about to like be turned up, I'm calling her. Right. But with you, I have to call you and be like, Daryl, am I bugging? Cause I know you're going to like talk me off the ledge and be like, well, e, you're like that perfect fence rider in a good way. <laughs> you're like, you know, I understand why you're upset, but look at it this way. And you kind of, you calm me down and, and, and make me more professional than I am sometimes. So I appreciate that. So I, I think what we decided to talk about today yes. was exactly what we're going through, right? It's now May 27th, you know, cities are opening back up. Specifically, I think your city and my city stay on CNN, right? right? <laughs> We're ready. I mean, and that's the thing. People are ready to celebrate. Like, you know, I've heard these stories of people wanting micro weddings and going virtual. And, you know, those were fun for that particular time while we're quarantined where you can only have two or three people in the room. But I never, even though events have been halted by the CDC or the governor, people will never stop celebrating, especially people of color. You know, like that's where you see us. But people are not, they, they want to celebrate. So I think right now as experts, this is kind of where we're separating, you know, the, yeah, I guess we're separating, you know, knowledge versus experience or whatever, when we're now preparing to go back into the event world. Like weddings for the next, I honestly believe for the next six months or maybe the next nine months or the, the next year will not look the same and what i mean by that is is really just the experience we're still all going to make beautiful rooms right now we just kind of have to be a little bit more safe when we're doing it i my first wedding is you know july 5th no actually and before that there's a dinner party with somebody they're having a 30th birthday party on fourth of july and you know he's not and the crazy part is he was a co i did an event for him in atlanta and then three weeks later i got a text message saying hey I just want to let you know, even though I couldn't be there for the event, my team was there, but he was like, oh yeah, I just want to let you know, can you let your team know I, I tested positive for COVID. Oh my God. <laughs> what was, what like, was it like as a boss to get that that call, knowing that your I, staff was in, in place? And the crazy part is he's a, he's a person of influence on television and he announced it publicly on TV and I, my, my, my stomach immediately dropped because I was like, oh shit, that means... <laughs> I had this 
you know, like all these people. And I was just like, oh my God, I have to call and tell them because they live in another state. They're not even watching the local news that I'm watching. So I immediately kind of text. I was like, hey guys, I hope you're quarantining. You probably want to stay in a little longer because the person that we did the birthday party for, you know, tested positive for COVID-19. And I just want to make sure that you guys are okay. And, you know, in, in hindsight, they were already quarantining anyway. And we're just now just taking, you know, we were just at that time and tests, we couldn't even get a test. So right, right. now you just kind of have to, you had to sit it out. And I checked on them like, you know, every other day just to kind of see like, hey, anything yet, anything yet, anything yet. And, you know, just till date today, you know, they're fine. Right. And the person who tested positive went and got another test and he's, you know, he's, he's fine. And that was because he traveled before that celebration. He traveled like three weeks. Mm. Um, he went to Disneyland. Mm. <laughs> he went to Mexico. Then he went to Chicago and then he was in Atlanta. Gotcha. So, you know, it was just kind of a no brainer. But I think how this this topic came apart, like what it looks like when you initially ask, like, what is this be, you know, what we like to talk about. And at that time, I just feel like what's relevant is what, how are we as professionals or leaders going to guide people back into this world? Because they're taking our, that's what they hired us for. Absolutely. To make them feel at ease. Not only is this a stressful day, right now, you know, your, your, your veil getting caught in the wind, that's the last thing on your mind. Now, it is how do I make these 100 or 125 or 150 or whatever amount of people feel comfortable and you're not having an empty room because people don't know what to do. And I think that's really just from the beginning, the, the communication. Right. Um, and, you know, that would be a conversation, you know, like the invite, you know, what information are we putting in the invitation? Right. Are, we, are we sharing precautionary tips? Are we asking them? I mean, I, I think it's kind of weird to ask people like, you know, have you had any symptoms? Yeah. But, I mean. <laughs> have you checked your fever before you walked into my wedding day? Yeah. Like, you know, I think it's much more than that. You right. know, I think it's like, yeah, that's the given, you know, this, the, 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 we check your temperature. And I think you made a point about this and I thought it was great. And all of my girls have decided to do this for the rest of the year is everybody before they, when they get out of ballet, they're all getting welcome little sanitizer kits. Right. And, you know, it's hand sanitizer. It's maybe a little instruction on how this is going to go, how this evening is going to flow um, to where they feel comfortable. If you want a mask, we'll have mask on, you know, on standby. But, you know, ideally, we just want people to come in and feel safe. And, you know, chair-wise, I've, I've already kind of talked to a couple of some of the venues and what their new rules and regulations, and a lot of them didn't have them. Yeah. You know, like, so it was a conversation of us brainstorming over the phone of like, what can we do for this one? Like I said, this one I have in July, it's a hundred guest wedding. And, you know, this is gonna be the first one for me. And we're just gonna see how it goes from here. But like I said, those hand sanitizer kits are definitely involved. I think this is also the end of a, and I don't think this will probably ever come back, the self-service buffets. I think that has to go. I have a wedding in New Orleans and it's a buffet. And I'm even still, you know, just thinking about, I have a lot of mother-in-law, a mother of the brides, and I get a lot of conversations for them. They're more, you know, like worried and I'm getting a call from them of like, what are we going to do? And, you know, buffets, I said, if you guys are willing to, you know, spend the extra money, then do plate it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, definitely I feel like it's the end of an era of the self-service buffets. But what's Um, crazy about that, not to interrupt you, but like in NOLA, NOLA specifically do not maybe 10 to 20% of their dinners are seated. They're kind of known for this like parception, not 100% seating, grazing type of space. So. And a lot of the venues are designed that way. So they cannot even host, you know, 150 people because they can't seat 150 people, you know? So I think, yeah, it's going to be a drastic thing. But I had a, like, I had a conversation, you spoke about New Orleans with, the, I have a wedding with Lulu in August. It was in March and we had moved it to August. And we were talking with the caterer and I was like, so what do we do? 
you know, initially they had a, a free-for-all type uh, food set up. And, you know, me and the caterer, we actually sat on the phone for a good 30 minutes. And, you know, she was like, I was thinking about this myself. You know, what can I do? And she said, you know, she gave me clear options to have, communicate with the client. And she said, um, two things we can do. She said, we can go plate it. She said, we can add attendees, you know, two attendees per station. And we allow, you know, we release people by tables um, and we serve it for them. And then the last option was that we do sneeze guards um, and, you know, in front of the, the buffet tables and people are served that way. I thought the sneeze guard, I liked the idea of it, but I just feel like it's so like cold. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. So I think it, 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 in the end, we have to make sure that people feel comfortable being in the space. And I think the sneeze guard thing is an option. I think people, if they see it, I think they would appreciate it. Right. Uh, you know, that the clients took the extra step to make sure that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm taken care of. But then also it was a conversation of um, one mother of the bride said, do we even serve food now? Mm. You know, like, is it a different, is it a, you know, you come to my reception, we give you booze and you go home or you eat before you come. Like, I don't know, like that. And it was also proposed by the dad in the background, which I thought it was a really cool idea. He was like, well, if you're going to pay $30 a person, I don't think, I think he was joking. He was like, why wouldn't we just give them a gift card for the same amount and they can, <laughs> you know, they can dine on, you know, their own. Yeah. Okay. Or to or to go boxes maybe maybe it's a gourmet meal that's yeah so I think yeah. it is it's going to be a try a trying situation where I think maybe we can check back as we all start back getting into the world um, to make it work but this particular wedding that I have like I said is in in, in January I'm glad it's a hundred people because we're right now being able to we can we can function at fifty percent now and by July. If you know the numbers don't skyrocket, we will be able to be at 100%, which we can have that 100 people. But yeah, floor plans have been completely different. Now we have to go from a 10 topper to a six to eight, mm. and now that increases that's, all uh, kinds of bills. That's increase on everything: flower, yeah. litter pieces. Because we've now added three more tables, three more and, linens, and yeah, three more linens, three more centerpieces, glassware, all that stuff into it. So I think it's definitely going to be um, a shift. And I have clients that are not wanting to change their date. They're not going to wait to next year. You know, uh, I saw a post that I thought it was really funny, but it was very true. Like people are wanting, people that want to get married, they're going to get married this year. Right. Or they want a wedding, they're going to push it back. And I think that's not, I mean, I don't think that's fair because hey, you've planned this all your life. Nobody expected this to happen. But I think, you know, people should just kind of take it ear by ear. I know people jumped the gun that we're getting married in October and it's like, we're just going to do it again next year in October. I was like, well, what if, you know, what if it hits again? Like, what are you going to do? Keep moving it back? Right. I think it's definitely a shift. Yeah. So let me ask you this from, okay. So like one of my weddings, it's in August down in Savannah and you know, she's ready to rock and roll. Doesn't want to wait. And I'm like, I'm the type of person. I'm like you, we talked about this earlier. If this is what you want to do now, we'll do it. Like whatever it takes. However, myself and other vendors are like, listen, more specifically for me, I'm not concerned about me getting COVID-19 COVID and, and being fine. I take care of my mother, you know, right. that's got about to be 78 years old. And I would die if I ever walked in the house and gave her anything to jeopardize her health. Exactly. So I know for me, the minute that I knew that she was still having this wedding in August, I'm like, Okay, baby, but I'm gonna have a mask on because I don't know where your people are coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. not everybody is as cleanly. Like, half of your people could have been in the club in Atlanta before the night before your wedding and just contracted and doing a whole bunch of crazy things. So, how do we as event professionals protect not only ourselves, but our staff and our vendors? Because, you know, like your dinner party, you felt ultimately responsible because you hired all these vendors to be on site for this event. Right. Right. And they could have potentially contracted this virus. Exactly. So what can we do as event professionals? Yes, we, we can think about, I think we need two plans, right? We need to think about ourselves and our staff and all the workers that day, as well as the guests. So we kind of talked about guests having 
you know, little sanitized kits, whatever. I think those stations with that you see all around, no matter where you go, where there's hand sanitizer, start yeah. stacking up on that now, having wipes around, like yeah. disinfectant spray, maybe little pocket purses in their kit, whatever. So they're, they're taken care of. But what do we do to be taken care of, but actually still look and play the part? Because I hate the idea of being in someone's wedding in a mask, because not that I'm going to be in photos or anything, but... That looks crazy to me, yeah, right? You know, and that, I, yeah, and I'm freaked out about it because I'm just like, I can't perform with a mask. And of course, I would in no way, you know, I don't want to come off as being selfish or, you know, not following the rules, but definitely, you know, I would practice social distancing as much as I can. But at some point, we do have to get, you know, like, I mean, business as usual will take time but at the same time we still have to deliver like it's a conversation that i've had with my clients i was like hey if we're gonna do this you know the client was like i don't want to be in a mask should i move my wedding day i said well let's just play it by ear you know like you said and my team it is a conversation that we have as a leader you have to make that call like hey you know for the sake of it we're gonna we're we're all wearing masks. They're gonna, if you're gonna wear masks, they're gonna be branded masks. You know, my team. You know, I have three, and I check on them. And you know, one has suggested that you know, hey, I think we all should just get tested. You know, just for you know, we can get we have now tech access to, in Texas, but we can always just get tested. And you know, that's a, an extra step that we have. And but I just feel like there's so much of a taboo right now. Right. You know, like, what am I supposed to wear? Like a, a pin that says I've been tested. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like it just, it, it, it it's always, somebody's going to feel uncomfortable whether I walk in the room and I don't wear a mask or if I, I do wear a mask. But I think if we make people feel safe, because I was also having a, a, a dream about what is, what will dance floors look like now? Right. I saw someone say in a group that in Ohio, they cannot dance. Right. That's it's like. So what, like, like you said earlier, so does that mean that if you are having a reception, is it just the first dance, yeah. you know, a couple of toasts, and then you can't have that party you always envisioned, although you've spent these tens of thousands of dollars, right. you know? So it, it's so much uncertainty. We don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of trial and error, like you mentioned, but I think if we can, as a community, can come up with A, ways to save ourselves and make sure that we're as safe as possible and as be being that that leader like you said to our clients to make sure that they are thinking about all possible avenues. Right. And, and I mean and also another precaution that I was thinking of we we sat down the other day working through the logistics of the J, the July wedding is I normally honestly I you I at some points I will have every vendor in the building working at the same time. Right. On top of each other. Now, and it worked for us. <laughs> so I, I was like, not chaotic. It just worked for us because we all worked together for years. So we know each other. But this time, it really would have to be a situation where I'm staggering the amount of people in one space for now. You know, like lighting is there once the tables are set. And right. you can adjust the pin spots as they, you know, they're the, they're the last person in the room. Or is it the dance floor people since, you know, we don't want any people walking on the floor. Is that the the last situation do we want the floors working to the last minute um you know on the details some certain things will have to shift because ideally i would want a full a empty room before you know well obviously we get that anyway but you know more than 10 minutes before right. so you know we can just kind of make sure that everything's wiped down um here in the office we have a solution where it's basically just water and like 80 percent white alcohol and water we mix that we kind of spray everything down mm -hmm. um and it doesn't you know stain anything and it, it can be like a, a nice little brisk around it but i think you have to just kind of follow as those precautions of just kind of wiping down things that we know will get touched the most that's the seat handle you know like that's the, the chairs right that's the you know no flatware on the table. Like yeah, the, that's the door. Yeah, that's the door. That's the door handles that they're walking in. Is there up until now? Is it attendance? Like we're adding attendance to this particular wedding at the door, so people don't have to touch the door handle. Mm. So I mean, and you know, that's at, at at one point that looked as a form of etiquette or extraness. Now it's a it's a 
you know, a precaution thing. So somebody standing at the door so they don't have to touch the door handles. Is it, you know, that's, that's definitely one way to do it. Doing the plate at dinner, having the sanitary, I mean, the sanitizer kits, uh, making it available if people want it. It may be the same thing for the bathroom doors, maybe having attended by the doors to open the doors for people, well, obviously going in, but Right. Or is are they, are they doing it going out? I know that sounds like a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford it, but that's a conversation that people possibly could have with their venues. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you guys adding more staff to, you know, to, to make this um, easier for us? But I am, you know, any vendor that wants to wear a mask, I want them to feel as comfortable as possible during this whole, you know, thing. Because like I said, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting process that we're all learning. And I'll be lying if I didn't say I wasn't nervous for this July 5th wedding. Right. And I'm not nervous for the production aspect of it because, you know, I run this, I've run that through my head a million times. I'm more concerned about the experience that the client is going to have and not the, I just want them to have the turn up that they thought they were going to have. Right. And, you know, I, the nightmare for me is what does this, like you said, what does that dance floor look like? Right. And will people get on the floor and dance or will everybody, you know, just stand around and look crazy? And I think the June and July brides are going to be um, respectfully the test. They get test ones. Yep. They have the test ones. Test it out. So I appreciate those that are willing to <laughs> test on that. But I think the conversation that client like us as planners should be having with venue owners and the venues are what can we work together and put in place to where everybody's on the same page? Because sometimes, you know, some people are having one venue here is requiring everybody to have mask. You, you can't, they're not offering valet anymore because the valet company is nervous about, you know, their steering wheels and handles. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, what do we do? Are we, or does it turn into a situation where it's like BMW? Where they put the, you know, like, I think, what do they do with BMW? They take your, they put the plastic around your your steering wheel so they don't get oil or anything on it. But I just think, like, the measures, you know, are, it's going to be very extreme. But I think the leaving points with this is just, as planners, we speak to the venue, we speak to our clients about where where their comfort level is. Honestly, like, do you want people in masks? Do you not want them in masks? So... You know, I, I think it's a, a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Because I'll be honest, if I'm in a store, whether it's a supermarket or just walking down the street and I see people without masks, I'm like, how inconsiderate? <laughs> I'm like, how really? inconsiderate are you being? I do, because I feel well, I'm like... A, I'm one of those. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a non-masker because I will walk into a store and I was like, oh, shit. Do I, should I have a mask on? And they were like, no, it's not required in the store. But I have one in my pocket. Right. Um, but like my son, he refuses to wear a mask. Or I'll wear, I'll wear, I'll have it in my pocket or I'll wear it in certain stores that require it. But I think you, you're right. I mean, that's definitely inconsiderate. That's something I have to work on, but I am at a point <laughs> where I'm just like, you know, I mean, YOLO, you like YOLO, you sound like my son and you're yeah. both Aquariuses. So this makes perfect sense. It's like, I, mean, you're Aquarius. I thought you were an Aquarius. I was Capricorn, but you know, I'm just like, hey, you know, I, I do my best to sanitize, you know, social distance, stay at home as much as I can, and not surround myself around a lot of people. It I hear you. So we're all trial and error. I mean, and this is the world I, you know, it's, and also this is kind of the world that I chose to live in. I mean, like not the world, but the industry I chose to work in where I have to be around people. We're service. We're in the service industry. And, you know, we have to service people. And that's something we choose to do. And I get it. I'm no, in no means that I want anybody to, to put their families or their lives in jeopardy for a wedding, you know, or their, you know, anybody. So, but I think it's about comfort level. Right. For some. Like fear. I think the fear for me is left. That's just because, and I can't even explain why. Like there's no. Because <laughs> God got you. That's why. There's no not that I'm not I'm not immune to it. I know that I'm not, but I'm just like I can't sit in the you know in the fear. Like when people are like, well, just stay home. 
Like, I'm not made to just stay home. Like, I'm just, like that's just not how I'm built. And I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to get back to work. Yeah. But not, you know, just because I, I do love what I do, but I'm still like, I want to get back to work. I've enjoyed the break. Like we had this conversation mm-hmm. early. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like this time is time that I pray for. I just, you know, God gave it to me. Unfortunately, you know, like this is the time that I have it, but I've also taken advantage of that time. Like right. I'm just like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm resting and I'm resting my mind. And I'm, you know, that's kind of where we are, but I just want people to just, you know, be safe about it. You know, there, you know, a lot of people are like, oh my God, you need to pivot and shift and all that stuff. And what's the new norm? This is temporary. (laughs) I just don't see people doing any, a year from now, two years from now, we're going to be back. And I mean, of course, there are some great things that I think should change. Like, I love the idea of the birthday parades. Amazing. Love Mm -hmm. that. You know, even in the airport, some people get too close. I love that. You know, the, even in the grocery stores, they got the sneeze guards and the, you know, the things on the floor, like uh, hopefully those things never go away. Cause that's just, you know, that's those type of things. But, but I feel like when it comes to celebrations, I don't, I don't think nothing's going to change. Like, yeah, I think people have been so like locked up in the house that they're like, let me out. I want to party. I want to feel normal again. Like, you know, there's places in Houston. Like I think I saw one in Atlanta, like 800 people in a, in a mansion or 800 plus people here. And, one nightclub around the corner from um, where we live is just like off the chain. Like people want to celebrate and I think they're just going to ease back into it. Right. And, and it may be a wedding in the fall. It may be a wedding in the spring, but I feel like people are going to ease back into it. And I've had colleagues say, Hey, you know what? And I'll be honest, you're like, everybody can't afford to sit at home and not work. You know, like, a lot of people in no shade, they have husbands and they have wives that are making nice money or, you know, that the income on one end is coming in. But you can't tell that to somebody that's a, a one, you know, one house income where 90 percent of my money came from my events. Right. And yeah, the government assistance will help. But for how long? <laughs> the, yeah, for how long? You know, so it it really is a comfort level. And I, I honestly kind of over the, the shaming of you know, people wanting to go out, like, you know, we're all adults, just because you don't publicize that you go out, don't mean, you know, like, we that not, don't mean you don't go out. <laughs> Come on now. Like, so, you know, some people, and I've had friends do that all the time. I was like, hey, they was like, hey, do y'all want to go out? Or one friend had a couple of people, but maybe about five or six people. And he was like, please do not post pictures in my house, because I don't want nobody saying anything about like, what's That's going on. And I was just like, Hey, it's too much. That's so. too much. That's too much. Yeah. Right. I, I hear you. Okay. So just to, just to wrap it up and make sure we still take care of the people, top three tips you would give to any event professional about to have a wedding or an event in June or July? The, the top three things. One is having a conversation immediately with the clients on their comfort level. Okay. They are still not at 100% and they are wanting to have a June or July wedding, move it back. Okay. Don't cancel it, of course. Postpone it to, you know, a, you know, a couple of months from now. And, you know, fall. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, if it's the second wave, I mean, you just never know. But I would say talk to them first on that comfort level. If they're still nervous about June and July, just push it back, August, September, and just play it from there. But okay. don't go into it on, on edge because it's not going to be fun for them. Second is have a conversation with the venue. And even if there's some venues that are full service venues, talk to them about the door attendance, talk to them about the sanitary stations, talk to them about you know, what catering looks like now for them. And if they don't have a plan, they need to have a plan before this wedding happens. Right. And if not, then it's our responsibility to offer to work with them. You know, I think they will respect us more and that will be something that will help them in the long run. And, you know, the third is really just having a peace of mind for yourself. <laughs> um, and when you're, if you're ready to go back into the world, you know, take all the 
precautionary steps for you and your team, have a conversation with you and your team on where your comfort level is, honestly, in this, you know, getting back to work situation. Yeah. Because if you're mentally into it, everything else is going to show. Right. You know, it's it's going to fall through the cracks and it's just not going to be a good experience for you. Yeah. And you mentioned something earlier. I know oftentimes wedding planners specifically are always looking for ways to get in with venues. You know, maybe there's a venue that's been on their wish list or a new venue and wanting to have like build that referral system. So maybe it's a perfect time to reach out to venues and say, Hey, have you created a post COVID standard? If not, can we get together for lunch or can we get together for a chat of coffee and let's create that as together because my ears to the streets and I hear the concerns. So it's a perfect way to go ahead and create a relationship. That's a firsthand, that's exactly it because I got an email today from blacktux.com. Um, they're not paying me to say this, but they, you know, they do rental tux and I use them often and my rep sent me a survey and was just basically asking me, Daryl, can you give me some tips and I'll send you a $500 gift card? Nice. And that was our girls postponing or couples postponing. Are they having weddings in June and July? If so, you know, the questions and what does it look like? Are they postponing to next year? Or are they still doing it next year? Cause they want to know like what, you know, that helps them marketing. And in exchange for that, they're giving me, you know, something that I could easily return to a client as a bonus gift or something to a groom or, you know, having a little bit of something. So there's ways to still build relationships and show your worth during this time, because I think an amateur would not understand the importance of going to these venues and making sure that not only, you know, that the room, that the space is ready to receive guests and there's a plan in place. Right. You know, and even the venues that don't, they allow the a la carte ones where they let you bring in everything. There still needs to be a plan Absolutely. of action. So have conversations with them as well. Absolutely. And then also check in on your vendors and see where they are because they may not even have a plan of action. They're like, hey, you know, what are we supposed to do? How am I supposed to do? You know, what, 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 what is this? And let's see how we can all work together. And because this is all new to us and all. And I, I pray that we all come out of this a little bit stronger, a little uh, more bonded than we had before, rested <laughs> mentally and physically. <laughs> and I think it's going to be, um, from here, it's going to go up. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Saturday nights look like. Again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that was the break that we needed because I haven't seen a lot mm -mm. on my timeline. Mm. So when I do see something, that excitement that I have now is like, ooh, okay. Right. Back in it, you know? Yeah. So and hopefully I'm we all got innovative and inspired again. Like we yeah. talked about this earlier. It's like this break, this mental break, because you didn't have the event that was happening every Saturday night to take time away if you wonder what they're doing and not putting that effort into yourself. Exactly. Hopefully this has given everyone a time to be inspired by things they're doing around their house. Like I just came from home goods and I was like, you know what? I've been home this whole quarantine. And my cabinets are not organized. So I went to go get some organization stuff, you know? And, I, and then I walked around the aisles. I was like, I need curtains for my, my, my office, you know? So hopefully it's a different... Ex um, yeah, and I mean, I think people, and they have no excuse to just not... And also, you know, the responsibility of a planner, like, there's no excuse to not come out the gate swinging when doors open again. Swinging. Like, you're going to have some... You should have some amazing you check money from the clients yeah. <laughs> they could put towards their weddings you know yeah so like the be collective the magazine you know next issue is going to be filled with ah. it should be filled with amazing uh quarantine pre-quarantine or post-quarantine uh celebrations because people are still been having some dope small things too yeah. um and i just think that we're all just gonna come out of this strong confused now but <laughs> I think, you know, it's going to be great. And I'll definitely share how my my experience in this June in the, the big Academy group, just to kind of see how it went and see what the vibe of the guests are like. But I've had clients ask their guests, I was like, so are your guests still say they're coming? And a lot of them are like, hey, your family, they're riding with you. That's what my client, that's exactly what my clients, I'm like, you sure they're going to come out in quarantine? And like, that's my family. They wouldn't miss right. it. I'm like, all right. And, that, and, and maybe that's, that may be the new, you know, like, hey, family, weddings are about families anyway. 
right. families and, and, and very close friends and not the ones that are coming to, you know, be nosy. Right. So like, it's, if that's what it is, if you went, if you just went from 250 to two, okay. Right. Exactly. And if you haven't paid in full yet, you should be happy. Are you good, good. Yeah, exactly. So like, hey, it's a blessing in disguise. And, you know, now that they can watch from Zoom, like, yeah. you know, those 50 that can't come or choose not to come for, you know, precautionary periods, we want everybody to be safe. Disclaimer on that. All right. Now I got to ask you my fun questions. You ready? Yeah. Five fun questions. Five. Five. Ready? So the first one is, you're, I still believe like you're recently married, even though what we're going yeah. on two years soon. What is the one thing that you love about being married? I was going six, but <laughs> uh, no, honestly, this, and what I love about being married is, but I'll say the one thing is this quarantine has really kind of made this even more special. My husband is an amazing cook mm-hmm. and he's been cooking. He's been pulling out recipes and creating concoction so right now i will say the best thing about being married is a home-cooked meal every night nice nice, nice. Okay. yeah of many but yeah i'm here for that all right if you were not a wedding planner or designer what would you be a publicist i could totally see you doing that you kind of still do it though so that's dope. Yeah, yeah. that's dope okay cool what is your favorite color palette to work with i love black white Emerald, if I can sell it on other people. <laughs> and it's mirror or glass. Okay, that's fine. You can throw that in there. Yeah. I like to have a little glass in there. Okay. Favorite type of music? I know the answer, but everyone else should know. Do you think you know my answer? I think so. Um, I'm a neo-soul type of R&B. My favorite singer in the whole wide world is uh, Rochelle Farrell. Okay. I think I knew that. And Tamia, I love Tamia. Like, ugh. Did you see that rendition that her and Eric did the other day? Like, uh, I was trying to repost it because I was like, if this is not real music, like natural and raw. Heart. Yeah, it just makes my heart. Yeah, and I I, I still haven't seen her in, in concert yet. I had the opportunity to work with Eric because he he was a, he, he performed at a wedding that I did in DC, he, he sung. But yeah, in Brownstone is my mm. favorite okay my final question what was the best piece of business advice you've ever received and it came it came from diane okay um diane valentine who if you don't know about her by now google it we'll put her link in <laughs> in the show notes i love you dv no she's gonna listen <laughs> i mean and, and actually diane's husband this came from them because the story came from like when i first kind of made contact with her and it was very early on in the, the relationship. And then it turned friendship and, you know, from there. But her husband basically just said, like, when, no, and actually it was like Diane said, it was really something very simple. She said, I see you in me. And just, and then following, you know, like knowing like what type of business person she was and she is, I was just like, even like, I was just blown away that, she saw that um, from me because she told me to never give up. I mean, it was, it's really some basic things that you, we hear all the time, like never give up, never take no for an answer. Cause there's always a back door. <laughs> and that's something that I would always kind of like take. There's always a back door. Yeah. Like, and that's me getting into the industry. I honestly kind of came through the back door. Right. Um, so I, that one rings a bell. And I think what's beautiful about that is there's nothing wrong with coming through the back door. It's making sure you still step up and put in that work 10 times harder because you came through that back door. Yeah. I mean, and it, we all know, like, you know, you know, like, and I was going to say like, like what you're doing, like, this is like dynamic and legacy. And I know like you probably have sleepless nights and nights where you just want to like like what the i could be you know selling the riviera and all this shit and i'm trying to put together this for these people but i just think like what you've created and where you where you're going with this this is still it's still like still growing and i i I, like i said we won't go into like how we met i mean it wasn't like that but you know (laughs) I i saw 
a dynamic black woman doing the damn thing. And I was just like in awe. It was never a, a, a thing of envy. Mm. It was never a thing of like pride. I was just like, I was proud. Like to, cause I was like, damn, you know, like there's black, there's black, like you were that one. And there were other ones. I was like, there's black people out there creating shit like this. <laughs> right. Like, I just, I, in my life, I did not believe it. Mm. I really didn't believe it. And what event made me question that for you was the one you did at the Biltmore, the yellow event. The yellow one, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was, cause that's where I started. I was like, oh, I want to get married here. I want her to, to plan it. I want, I mean like that's just kind of where it started. And from there it was just the bar was set, you know, and I think you're continuously setting it. And you have a try, like we're gonna ride, I'm riding with you for until you know, the day. You know, it's crazy that you say that is that I have this conversation every day, right? Because every day I get up and be like, you know, I was just being honest with you earlier and saying like, yesterday was one of those days I couldn't get off the couch. I just had no desire to do anything. And I was speaking to someone earlier this week and they were just like, you know, we're doing great work, but it's just, we're not getting the recognition for it. And I think the reason why I do work so hard or create these, you know, Two days ago, I was like, how do I start a YouTube channel, right? I'm like, how do I start a whole other media? And I, I realized just by you saying that, honestly, is that I can't stop until we get the recognition for it. Yeah. You know, like the magazine is great, beautiful, and a wonderful start for a vehicle. And I, ho I hope the podcast and the transparency that I hope to have on here, that's why it's really much like there is no notes. You know, that may change yeah. months from now, but there is no notes. I really want to just have a kind of, candid conversation you know where people can just the real where we don't know the answer and and we may not agree on something or you know like we talked a little bit before small intimate weddings i don't really get it i may not agree but guess what i'm gonna have a guest on here that i want them to sell the hell out of it to me and the yeah. listeners you know and, and give me a perspective that i've never thought of you know so i want to create some kind of roadmap or some kind of documentary style whether through print or audio or video that it can look back and be like yeah they are doing the damn thing and we need to be acknowledged about it for it from now you know what i mean right. so and i think the the way it comes out is because i think even you it, it's it's being done with the people in mind right like these events the awards like trust me I know you're putting more, do more than you should, but you do. I mean, but that is just because you want people to have excellence and you wouldn't give anything, anybody less than what you would want, you know? Cause you could easily just get a ballroom, line up some chairs, ceremonial style and have a podium and give out awards. Mm -hmm. You know, you could easily do that. You could easily rent out a theater, but I think what, what people, and I know it, it's, it's going to take some time for more and more people to, kind of understand it because I've had people say so what happens at the awards you need to be there <laughs> you know what I mean like that's all I'm gonna say it was dynamic but you need to be there right. and that's kind of one of those things where you know like a lot of people like oh I, I'm not getting a war I'm not coming like you're missing the fucking point right right yeah. the whole point yeah. like it ain't even it's about the awards but it's not about the awards right like it's so much bigger than that so like yeah the recognition it's gonna come you know, like I was, somebody asked me the other day, shit, like, have you, and I, I know, and some people were like, oh, damn. I, they asked me, like, have you done everything you ever wanted to do in life? And I said, I, and, and I was very clear. I was like, I, I had. Right. Like, I wrote a list, I pulled it out, and I literally checked it off. Nice. And now, and I think, and now that I'm thinking about it, that's what put me in that 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 slump that I was in for the last year and a half is because I was like, shit, I need to add more stuff to it. Right. And I need to get through it. I was like, shit, I, I haven't. And it's it. The only thing left on my list is for me to have a child. Right. You know, like I've, you know, you, we've all done the, the, the things that we never thought in the, the world that we would ever be able to do in this industry. And I'm right. probably there's still more, but mm -mm. like what you're doing is great. And there's so many people watching and wishing you well, obviously. And it doesn't because they're not, 
because you don't see it, you know, because you, you don't see it in the comments and things like that, but there are a lot of people. Yeah. And I think what keeps me going is to, I know they're watching and I know they're listening and I know they're taking notes. I don't care about them. You know, it's, it's caring about the people that are engaging and that I know deserve it and for them to feel their, their worth. You know, you know, I tell you this all the time. I feel like we don't see that we're we're worthy. And I hope during this Corona time off, people are like, you know what? I actually was doing a damn good job. I actually was on the right path. And yeah. here's what I'm going to do to keep continuing it and creating that legacy. Because, you know, my son's 20 and we laugh about this all the time. To his friends, his mother is a celebrity. And I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, stop it, you know? But to them, they're like, oh, your mother's doing great things. And I know it makes him so proud. Yeah. And that makes him want to outwork me. And to me, that's the biggest thing I could have ever given him is to show him. I, I tell this story often. My grandmother had passed away a few, about seven, about seven, eight years now. And we were on an emergency flight getting back home to New York. And I, at this point, I never flew first class. And it was only one first class seat available and obviously coach. And I said, you know what, son? He was probably 13 at the time. And I said, go ahead and take that seat. And he's like, okay, mom. You know, he didn't know what first class was. Like, whatever. <laughs> After that play ride, baby. Like, when I tell you, all he talked about was first class and all, <laughs> and all this stuff. And I said, may you never have to ride coach again if you don't want to. Like, this, that's what I wanted him to leave that feeling with, you know? And that's why it was important for me to even give him that opportunity before me, you know? And thankfully, I have enough miles that I do it pretty often yeah. now. But, you know, it's I, I know what that meant for him as a 13-year-old. And so let us understand that what we're doing right now matters for our children and our legacy. And I, I don't think when I was younger, maybe my parents were trying to tell me about my legacy, but I didn't get it, yeah. you know? Um, I don't think we, they were as diligent, they were so busy being providers yeah. that they weren't like instilling every single day of, yes, we, my parents were like, I want you to be a lawyer or a doctor, but it was, mm -hmm. please, I told you, I had to lie for years that I was a planner and not going to go ahead and go ahead and look for a job. So my dad does not understand that, you know? So it's just different, just understanding the changes and, and making the necessary adjustments. So. No, I'm glad, you know, like this, this podcast is really, like you said, it's, it's the tea, it's the real, it's, you know, the educational component that we really need. It's a safe, you know, like it's a safe, honest space. And that's kind of what I think is missing because we all want to be politically correct. And sometimes we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. You know, like, <laughs> we don't. But to have somebody, because if I'm in a funk and I've been, you know, doing this and I got a sister or a brother next to me in the same scenario and we can talk it through, then if that if this is what that's gonna do for some, then never stop. Yeah. And then it's also gonna help the people after us. Right. You know, you know, like the people that that works. Like, I mean, we need it. Like our people, our our clients, my clients, they strive for it. They mm -hmm. want they want to be a part of it. And not only just for the 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 applause right now, but to capture a lot like hell. They some people are foregoing damn folk wedding albums and just going like if I get this in print, I don't need a wedding album no yeah. more. Like this is, you know, like here, I'm gonna show my kids this. All right, here's my memory. Mm -hmm. Like Lillian, like she's like, this is you oh. know, this is what this is. Like it's 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 phenomenal. So bravo. Well, I thank you and I love you, and I'm so grateful for our time. You know, we need to do this more often, but definitely please. Please keep us posted. Stay safe for your next wedding. We I will keep you informed on how that goes. And I will post it and share my experience because I definitely want, you know, anything that I can learn from it, I definitely want to share it and, you know, and maybe get some other some tips. So before we leave, where can everyone find you? Ah, on social media. I am Deconcia on all. That's Facebook, Instagram. I'm not on TikTok yet. I gotta figure that out. I need some lessons. Twitter, I'm decon because decon events. So I can get because somebody had decon here. Hmm, let me see if that's still if that's still right. available. So I'm gonna call you out on I'm gonna call you out on one thing before we go. Ooh. So at one point we had a conversation about a lovely book called With Love that's supposed to be coming. <laughs> Have you worked on that at all during quarantine? You know, I I am not 
and I have to do it because um, Gerard and my husband, that, that, like I said, this has been a good time for us in quarantine because the conversation came up about, you know, with love and it's starting. I, I got the first page. Okay. This is start. And the first page is a letter that I have not opened yet from my grandmother. Oh, beautiful. So I don't know what it's, I'm saving it until I get the other pages and I'll read it then. But it's a letter that she wrote. It's sitting. I got it just last week. I gave her notice in January. <laughs> and she finally uh, finished it. And I'm going to, once we get to that point of printing, it's going to, I'll read it then. Errors and all, because I know this could be so. Hey, it's from grandma. But, no, I mean, honestly, and I'll be honest, like, it's very intimidating. Like, what, what do you put in a book? I mean, you know, like, what? What do people want to know? Like, what do people want to see? And that's kind of been very terrifying at, 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 at a point of like, will people want to read it? Not even will people want to buy it. It's like, like, will people, well, I guess the same thing. Will people be interested in looking at what's on the pages? And that's kind of a hump that I had to get over. Um, Can I give you a piece of advice? Yeah. The question should be, will my children enjoy it? nothing else matters when you build it they will come so as if something that your children will be proud and they will enjoy that's all that matters i also challenge you that by the ending of july to at least have your pick who's going to do your forward and have it written give them the opportunity to work on that during quarantine before they get too busy yeah well that's it <laughs> now i'm leaving you with with something okay I, I came here to chat <laughs> you came to give your tips we had a whole um, consult just now. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, like I said, this is what this podcast is about. It's about inspiring. That's kind of what you do. That's right. Like you said, like you gave, like what I kind of give to you, but that's what you give to me. Like you give me inspiration to, to just keep pushing and just like keep going. And like, like I was like, damn, how does she keep going? And I really, it, it is like, what will Ellie do? Like type thing, you know, like what would Ellie do? You know, you and Lisa, I'm like, what would Lisa do? So, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I love you. Get to work. Thank you. I'm bye. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Bespoke Podcast. Your listenership means the absolute world to me. I'd absolutely love to hear your thoughts about this episode as well as the podcast overall. If you have any time at all, please go ahead and leave us a review in Apple as well as share it with your friends and family. Thank you so much for joining me on this adventure of the Bespoke Podcast and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you.